You're listening to the RNR podcast with your host Richa and Rina. Hi everyone. So today Rina and I wanted to talk about the Map of the Soul era by BTS. If you don't already know, Reen and I have been listening to BTS for quite a while, and we enjoy talking about their music and the messages, as well as just the songs and how great they are. Um, we have a previous episode where we discuss B and we talk about the songs individually. Uh, you can check that out. I do recommend listening to it before you actually listen to this, just so just so we can go in order. Um, and I recommend that. Um, so just to give you a background about the Map of the Soul era. So um, Map of the Soul era had came right after the Love Yourself era. Um, and and so they shifted from, I, I think you can perceive like loving yourself and the idea of love itself to a more psychological um, route or theme because the Map of the Soul seven or Map of the Soul that... Um, that concept is based on Carl Jung's psychology. Um, there is a psychology professor named Dr. Murray Stein who studies Carl Jung, and he has a book that is called Jung's Map of the Soul. And we can assume that maybe the members and the staff had read that book and wanted to maybe base the era off of uh, his summation of Jung's psychology in it. Um, and so we want the reason why we kind of wanted to talk about the era instead of actually the album, like, is because so they first released a mini album, Map of the Soul Persona or Motspi, and then afterwards they released Mot Seven or Map of the Soul Seven. Um, and Map of the Soul Seven contains quite a bit of songs from the Persona album, and so we wanted to talk about both just because, um, um wanted to talk about both since they were like connected in that way. And yeah, um, I think as just to summarize a little bit of Jung's psychology, uh, one of his most famous psychologies um, talks about like a person's persona, shadow and ego, persona being like the good qualities that an individual has and how they wanna just present that to the general public. Um, Shadow is technically supposed to be the opposite of that, where it's the not so great qualities someone has. And then ego is supposed to be the combination of the good and bad that makes up the you. Um, I guess, Rena, if you want to like, just like jump in, it's supposed to be sort of like, maybe a more modern take on like Freud's like id, me, like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Freud has those three um, concepts. I'm pretty sure it, it, I think one of the most famous imageries of that um, is the iceberg where you have like the id. Um, I, I completely forgot. I don't like Freud, first of all. Like I, I kind of I like. <laughs> but like the reason I wanted to mention that is that I feel like Carl Jung does take that idea and sort of has a modern like perspective on it and he it, he was like I was reading through his wiki just because I wanted to and he was technically Freud's like Freud saw Jung and was like he's gonna take my mantle 
but they had like a disagreement of some kind and then like young left and yeah. then he did his own thing and young something interesting when i was reading marie stein's map the soul is that like young has a background in like medical like you know and the human body and like the brain and stuff and he was he was using his knowledge on like this actual like anatomical knowledge of the brain and then using it to sort of explain his theoretical aspects of psychology which i think was is very interesting which is why he is the father of analytical psychology and a lot of people study study that and study his theories yeah he was definitely interesting and i think um there's a reason why his ideas and the way his, this psychology in particular is still around today whereas freud's is disproven and not really around besides the fact that we have to learn about him because he was kind of the first but yeah, yeah um carl young he was very interesting um and he had a lot of like very interesting ideas that I, I, when I read the book, I thought was um, very cool. Um, so to talk about Persona, um, it came out April 12th, 2019. And one of the things I want to mention about this is that the photo teasers for the album actually came out April 1st. So I thought that was very interesting. And like yeah. we just said, uh, this Map of the Soul Persona came out after the Love Yourself series. Um, which was very successful both in South Korea and internationally. So I think that it was very interesting that they shifted gears, essentially. And like you said, uh, Persona is basically all our good qualities. And one thing that I want to talk about with Persona is that it is my favorite term I want to use for this is actually um, the fact that Persona is like your social mask, aka ourself that has all our good and desirable qualities that we want other people's other people to see. Um, so that's just one thing I want to mention. Um, when Persona came out, the, the members did a lot of promotional uh, stuff like normal artists do uh, in regards to promoting their mini album, you know, interviews, performances, things like that. And, and yeah, they performed it a bunch. It's, you know, pretty good. Pretty um, good album. The song that they specifically performed that is the title track of uh Mott's persona is boy boy with love yeah um there is a specific there the intro to the album is a song named persona but we're mostly going to discuss the title tracks and um for what we would deem as each of the like persona shadow and ego yeah, yeah. so um moving on from persona we have map of the soul seven uh i want to say that this is a combination between shadow and ego it came out February 21st of 2020. Um, yeah, and I think one of the interesting parts of this whole, this part, this Map of the Soul 7 promotional era is that they had a schedule, which I thought was very interesting. And they also, for the first time, they released like singles before the actual album dropped, which I thought was mm. very interesting. Yeah, it was, I, I remember when the schedule came out and when um, the singles came out and how exciting everyone was about it. And I was like super excited um, about this. Um, I know there's so many theories because I know a lot of fans like us are like super into um, the themes that they always have when it comes to their song, their albums and eras. Um, and obviously 
like I was getting interested in psychology and Carl Jung's psychology was looking into it. And I read the book, Rena did too. Um, so it was just a very interesting time. And just seeing the singles come out was just something kind of um, was the, um, the little taste of like what the album was truly going to be about and like how they're going to go about yeah, um, how the journey of listening to it would sound. Hmm. Yeah, and also I I want to mention actually very specifically. I remember like being online and like seeing armies um, discussing like what is the next like album going to be called. Like even that was like kind of a debate between fans. You know, obviously good heartedly. Um, okay. There's a lot of talk about whether or not it's going to be three or four like album trilogies or what it was going to be. And a lot of people were saying, oh, this is going to be Shadow. This is going to be called Map of the Soul Shadow. And then which would have said, which would have made sense. But yeah. I think that I think definitely the company, I think definitely the members wanted to commemorate their seven years together, though. And so they ended up combining Persona, Shadow, and Ego into one thing early in their seventh year to discuss their own journeys mm-hmm. and in commemoration of using young psychology in this album. Yeah, it was it was very well done. Like even with the singles out, it did not deplete the hype at all. It actually no, increased no. the hype because their songs are so good. And like, and it was a lot of different like genre bending like sounds involved. And I just I just think it was so cool. And also I as long with the songs themselves, I I think that we should also talk about uh, connect BTS. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if I can read the definition of it, uh, give me, give me a real quick second to bring it up basically it's a goal this is bts doing this by the way this is a global project that connects five cities in 22 artists each of whom contributes their unique um, uh, imagination and philosophy to it this project aims to to provide a collective experience that brings a new communication between art music and people it is to redefine the relationships between art and music the material and immaterial artists in their audiences, artists in artists, theory in practice. And like, yeah, this collection of practice by curators around the world resonate with BTS's philosophy. So this was a huge thing. Like it was in lots of different countries. They had a site in New York City, London, Berlin, Buenos Aires, Seoul, like five locations, like it's so incredible. And I don't think people realize how amazing Connect BTS is because essentially they were uplifting artists that had um that had such unique um, I think um more contemporary, more like there was certain art that I felt was definitely interactive with people online because they released an online Connect BTS as well as like the physical locations um early 2020. And and seeing how people online as well as in like physically were able to either visit the like connect bts and be able to connect with the artists connect to bts through these artists and uplifting these artists as well i think was really amazing and the fact that they took that to a global scale i think is something i feel like we should talk more about yeah. um because it, i think it was revolutionary in its own right I think uh, one of the things I learned from this whole era is that like, um, you know, this was such a good 
a great way to bridge the gap between audience and artists and basically finding meaning in what they do and like take inspiration and just like connect with it. You know, it's literally called Connect BTS. And um, I think this whole era, Map of the Soul 7 in particular, did really great with just like bringing out different aspects of art into into real world. So not only did they have this artist, like can like these artists, but they also had um, a marching band, dance company involved, like, and obviously they're musicians. So that's art in and of itself and, you know, poetry as well with their lyrics and like, you know, the CGI, the, the film aspect of these music videos as well is just amazing. And so this is just like a musical, like uh, a whole, like a whole thing. <laughs> I don't know how else. It was revolutionary. It. Yeah. Because I watched, um, so the title track of Mott 7 is on, and I watched the on film documentary pretty recently, actually. And they used like UCLA's um, marching band and a choir from UCLA um, as like, you know, they recorded and then they sent those recordings to the companies and the mixing engineers and they like, and it's part of on, right? You can hear the marching band, you can hear the choir in the background. And um, something interesting that the director at UCLA said is that, you know, music right now is like created in a very tech way, which is, which is a shift that I think a lot of people have seen coming for a while. But the way that Bangtan had combined these real instruments with tech, and then you yourself said, we're talking about artists, like, artists and then the music videos which is also art and then like how the, the the group had combined these this artistry into one album in the creation of one album I think is fantastic and one of the reasons why I really do love um Map of the Soul 7. Mm -hmm. Yeah it was so big it was so amazing too and like in the way that you can clearly see um the work and the amount of people involved as well. Like there was a choir uh, within some several different songs, like Ego, which is the last oh, song, yeah, album, yeah. and also Friends. Um, and just like, you know, the marching band and like, you know, it was just, it was just pretty amazing. Um, so I was wondering if we can move on to talk about some of these songs that, that are technically title tracks, unless you have something yes. else to add. No, I don't. No, we went through it pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you can start off with the first song then. Yeah. So, um, so Reen and I, we're going to be talking about what we perceive as the title tracks for Persona, Shadow, and Eco. And with Persona, the title track that we see in this era is Boy With Love. And um, <laughs> Boy With Love is such a fun song, which I can understand why it's the title track. It is a pop song. It's It has lots of energy in it. Um, Boy With Love featuring Halsey. It brings so much fun to the audience when you listen to it. Um, I went to SoFi and they performed that song, okay? And that energy of the crowd was amazing. People love that song. It's now. a great song. Hmm? You're literally just bragging now because I didn't okay. get to go. <laughs> okay, we'll go next time. But... Um, <laughs> Um, but it's such a fun high energy song and the meaning of the song is also very meaningful too it's I think the Korean translation of the song is um 
wait what is it a poem for small things I believe yeah a poem for small things um so it's like it's about finding joy in in the little things in life um and they said that it's a fan letter from BTS to ARMY so that's quite cute it's very cute um yeah yeah it's very interesting and also I want to mention um that this is also like they had a song before called boy in love from 2014 which is like uh, quite a bit ago and so this is kind of more of a mature love like from that song before um so it's about like true love about small things in life and that it's about accepting and embracing the other yeah person and yeah and this this was the yeah and I I do want to mention that this was the title track for um Mott's persona and um but you can also see the song in mot 7 as well because um because that was a combination of mm-hmm. and it was a full album too yeah. um yeah. yeah yeah so boy with love is a pretty stable song it's pretty stable within their set list i know they perform the song a lot um quite a bit you know it's just such a fun and happy song uh yeah i know it was like the top song for a lot of people spotify wrapped um even though even people who weren't exactly fans, they still listened to it a bunch and it appeared on their top song yeah. list. So it's, you know, it's, it's a very song. It's a very addicting song and like it's so um it's very captivating. It's and also like just to mention the dance for it as well is very fun loving. It's very fun to just like go along with it. Also, I um, want to mention we were talking about like the fact that like they inputted a lot of different aspects into their into this album and one thing that I want to mention is that in the music video they actually uh reference singing in, in the rain with yeah. the lampposts and like you know with the I know in Namjoon's part in particular or RM he he in particular he had like this top hat and like umbrella and like you know it, in like it's a direct replication yeah. yeah that set in his outfit was a direct replication from like you know, from singing yeah, in the rain musical. Yeah. Um, um, so I thought that was so interesting. Um, it's clever. It's good. Very it clever. was good. Um, um, and you know, I, I do, I think happy songs can have a lot of meaning to it too. And I, I think a lot of, there's a lot of elitism to like sadness and to sad songs and sad art. Um, and I think that with like you can in a, a clear example as we're discussing now is that like you know boy with love a poem for the small things there is a lot of meaning to the song and a lot of um a lot of thought a lot of like intricate detail that goes into the making of it as well as the lyrics the poetry the the dancing as well and um if you and it is a happy song too so I think that it delivered perfectly the like persona aspect of Carl Jung's psychology coming from them their own personal feelings and thoughts because it is a letter to their fans armies you know and so using Carl Jung's psychology to discuss that aspect of what they want to show to their fans that they always want to show the good the good times to their fans and share that love with their fans I think is is very is one of the reasons why I love this era so much because it's their own story but using this perspective and it, it's very meaningful in that it's called map of the soul seven and it's their seventh year of being together yeah. um so it makes sense that they would want to put their own story into their songs and just like 
give it out in this way. Yeah, I think, I think, I still think it's so interesting that they released Map the Soul Persona and then they decided to combine it. But I think that worked really well because I think it starting the era off with the good time, I think is really great. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then that as you listen to Mot 7, which we're mainly talking about, you can hear the shift of sound because it starts, it's like happy and stuff, but then it kind of gets darker, but then you have the resolution at the end. Yeah, it, it it basically kind of follows the three arcs of a hero's journey or like of a story. So like you have maybe the before, um, and then like in the conflict. beginning, the conflict, and then you have the resolution at the end. The it follows the three, the three, parts of a story so i i actually yeah. really appreciate that as well um yeah. so let's actually move on to shadow um um you mean okay so the title track for what you would deem as shadow right yes so um the next category um of the carl Jung psychology is shadow which as richa said is kind of our darker selves it's like it's not it's basically the opposite of persona maybe the desire the traits that we don't exactly want to show others and the mm -hmm. title track for Shadow is basically Black Swan. And this song um, is so interesting. It was actually one of the singles that they put out before the album came out on yeah. January. So it's not, it's not an official title track, but mm -hmm. for our purposes of trying to discuss and categorize each of the Carl Jung's like psychology, you you would technically deem this as the title track of that certain thing. But then the the main title track of that. Mod 7 album is on, but we'll discuss that later. Yeah, so Black Swan is, let me read this. It's basically um, the- Why don't, why don't we talk actually, about the music video? Oh, like, yes. because, because before the album came out, the so after Connect BTS came out, they released the single, this the Black Swan single, but something interesting that happened is that, is that the music video that they released and the song that they released with the music video isn't actually on streaming platforms. It is technically the orchestrate take on their song Black Swan with MN Dance Company. Like, a, where are they from? Oh my God. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, so it, it got released January 17th. And officially on the schedule, it says first single release of art film performed by MN Dance Company. So no one really knew what that meant, but then it came out and it was this dance company essentially like performing this orchestra version of Black Swan. And it is amazing. They performed it at this like abandoned mall, I believe. There's like, like it's just abandoned, like no one's yeah. there. They're from Slovenia and these dancers are essentially depict the struggle of the Black Swan trying to break free from this the struggle that you'll as we'll discuss later yeah and black swan itself is based on a quote by american dancer ballet dancer martha graham who talks about how um you know a dancer dies twice and the first yeah. um like when Once they stop, stop dancing, dancing and then that first death is the most painful yeah yeah um yeah, so you like repeated me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, but um, I'm looking at it right now. And this, yeah. this track basically um, discusses the fear in which BTS can no longer be able to perform on stage as an artist. So it is their fear that they will one day not be able to resonate or feel their love for their passion in music and career anymore. 
And so in like, I want to mention that in the past, BTS have had several hidden tracks in their album. The first, the first um, mini album they ever put out, they, there was a hidden track within it called Path. And then Love Yourself Her uh, was the first album within the Love Yourself series. It had a hidden track called C. And the fact that they didn't have a hidden track for this album, but it was actually put out in the open, a part of the album itself, showcases that they are actually like, they are putting their shadow up to the front and telling everyone like, this is my biggest fear. This is what I, I would die. Like, is this my first death in which I do not resonate with what I do anymore? Does my heart not flutter anymore? Like, yeah. And I just, that's just, so interesting. And I do want to say that like, Rena, you didn't exactly explain, but the reason why you're connecting path and C to the song is because they both discuss their like conflicts with their future, like how they're concerned about, like music and how everything's going to go it, like both those songs contain their fears right and the fact that they put black swan which contains their uh, their fears of losing their passion out in the open is significant in itself yeah and i think something i think a lot of creatives should listen to the song and like look at the lyrics because i think it's so unique like i mean when i like saw when i when I was like looking up the lyrics after I watched the mu music video, I was very touched because I have never seen a group of artists like discuss this fear before, like in such a public platform too. And, um, and I think a lot of creatives should like listen to this to, to, I guess, I don't know, to resonate because it does resonate this fear of losing passion. And like, I think a lot of creatives can connect to that. Yeah, um, um, I like, I sorry, I got like really excited when I was talking about like path and uh, scene. No, you're, you're good. Because like to me, hidden tracks are like shadows. Um, and the fact that they put their shadow up in the front in the album itself was very interesting to me. But also uh, when this song came out, a bunch of armies actually started talking about their own passions. And some of them discuss the fact that they've lost interest or lost their passion in the past and they don't do it anymore. And I think they really related, related to this song. Um, and I think a lot of people who, who have, um, who dance or maybe they have their own, like their own creative. Or even, or or even had a former interest of some kind. Yeah. They really did connect to this song. And I think that it does spur us sort of discussion that I think um that I think is really amazing about their music you know yeah yeah for sure um it's just such a good song and also not like like we mentioned before about different different uh different art pieces of art and stuff there's orchestra within the song like and like you know there's a lot of instruments and I think that's very interesting you don't find yeah. songs like that um, so I think something interesting that I think people should know is that the version that they have with M and Dance Company is the or like technically a more orchestraic take on Black Swan, but technically the one that's on streaming platform is more of a pop. It it's more of a mix fusion of like pop and um, mm -hmm. uh, God, like hip hop, you know, like um, there's still some orchestra in the background, but not as prominent mm -hmm. as the actual like first version we ever heard. Yes. I love that version, um, by the way. It's very... And, and you're never going to find that version anywhere else. The orchestra with Em and Dance Company. They also released another music video that contains the members themselves 
in like an LA theater mm-hmm. um, in March. So after the album was released um, with the streaming version of the song, um, which I think was very interesting. It is like, I like the music video. They're all, it shows them in a dark amphitheater with no one in the audience, which I think um, represents like the meaning of the song where they don't have an audience anymore. They're losing their passion. No one's watching them. And this is where, um, this is where like, you know, they die once, which is what's represented in the music video if you watch it. Is this like, is this moment like right now where I die? Yeah, that's like a lyric, so. Yeah, I thought that was so interesting that they did it in an old theater in particular. Um, it's mm-hmm. not abandoned. I think we went there once, but like, oh, <laughs> did you forget? Did I say abandoned? I thought I just said old. I think you said I old. Said I, was just, I just wanted to mention that it may be old, but it's still in use right now. But oh, there's yeah. not in the audience. It was just, I mean, yeah. It's, it's, a, different, it's a different place compared to where Emin Dance Company danced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah. So Ammon Dance Company danced in abandoned mall, but yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a good solid song. It's very good. It's very popular. Um, a lot of fans like it. And you can definitely relate to it as well. I love that song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just very, I just love that song so much. It's so, I think it's so unique, I mm-hmm. think. And it's something that I I know they've never shied away from certain topics and this is one of them. Mm-hmm. And so I think hearing such a huge group, like they're, they are a global group, like they are global stars mm-hmm. and hearing them project or like, you know, release such a song talking about the loss of their passion, I think is very significant, like I said before. And mm-hmm. I think not even just creatives, I think generally other artists a lot of other like musicians and just other artists can should totally listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it sure. gives a more in-depth feeling of like connection to music. I think people could totally benefit from. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's Black Swan. Uh, we should move on to our last category, Ego, with the title track of the actual album, as well as this category, On. And I'm going to read the description of On. So uh, this is basically from the Spotify storyline, but for the band, the past seven years have been uh, turbulent, running on their feet and losing balance part way. Regardless, BTS have learned balance and now stands ground wherever they may be singing for their dedication to carry on their faded path. And I think this song is the perfect title track for Mot7 itself. Because it, how, like, like this, like what you said, it's such a, it contains all of their struggle throughout the seven years, but then not only their struggle, but their determinants to get past these obstacles and overcome these struggles. And On represents that. And I think On is such an intense song too. Like, like we discussed earlier, they have like, an actual choir in the background. They have a marching band and um, they have elements of tech in it as well. Um, it is, to me, it's an intense song. It's a really great song to run to too, um, especially when the beat drops in the chorus and then like, and then you 
like you can hear the drums in the background beating as you're like running, for example, on the treadmill. It's um, yeah, it's good. It's a good song. Yeah, I I agree. It's a very intense song, and even within the lyrics, it says like, "I'm gonna fight, bring the pain on." And like, I think it's just like, even though they've gone through tough times and they continue to do so, and they've reached these new heights and they've gained so much success, they are still going to move forward. And no matter what, what's going to happen in the future, they're going to continue to go forward. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's so, it's so meaningful because it's seven years, right? And there's seven members and like, you know, this is them, this is them promising that they're going to continue to go forward. And I, there's so much meaning um, to the song itself and yeah. And the fact that it's on this album. I know it's like, it's just so good. It's like, what was I going to say? I feel like it's an anthem of sorts. I know in the music video, um, things happen and then they like, RM like raises his arm and like, they're going through these gates and all the members are like together and like, it is it is a sort of anthem isn't it like a sort of um yeah like mm-hmm. i think like a triumph sort of, i think there's sort I, of a color call and response within the song and also i i actually and, listened to this other podcast or where it mentions that they had sort of some blue notes within it and like like look at my who'd you, down who would you listen to <laughs> um do you have you listened to them before no no it's called not. the bts reads reads yeah. i've never heard of them i should check them out okay i'm gonna send you the, this episode um they're also on youtube as well but they're they they're on spotify you know i think they use i think they use anchor too <laughs> so yeah this is not a promotion but yeah. i i will support these people yeah, yeah. um like one blues notes yeah that's interesting because marching band like, okay, um, if you guys don't know, like, BTS, they're so good at appreciating music in the cult, like, because they were a hip-hop group, right? Mm-hmm. They were, they really did appreciate the culture. Like, I mean, I mean, I'm Asian, I can't, maybe I shouldn't say that, but I know when I was listening, watching the On documentary, and I was listening to people that they've worked with, I mean, who do include, like, Black producers, a lot of them do love what they do and like also and they know their struggle as well mm-hmm. and I think that marching band itself is a very like it's like black music right it's yeah a lot like, of a lot of music is black music honestly and then it's like you know when you use real instruments I always connect that to like jazz you know and so the fact that it has blues notes in it makes total sense to me like I mean yeah I think that's very cool and that's something I didn't know either and it's been like two years since the album came out so I always learn something new you should really listen to it because they actually go into like kind of how like marching bands and like how they used the choir and like you know it was an all-black choir and like they they really like yeah they really went into like this and they didn't like try to replicate anything they actually got the real people who are a part of these communities who have a lot of experience with these uh these definite genres and songs and they got them like and they really used their expertise to create the sound and create this album it's it's really like interesting 
Um, they did a great job at doing it. I think putting all these puzzle pieces together, you truly got like a masterpiece, you know? Yeah. And I think like, I mean, when I was watching that documentary, I mean, I'm like, like the fact that they got so many different people, so many like different experts in these, in these fields coming together to create like such a specific sound, I think is really incredible. And I mean, everyone in this documentary was like really praising them because like the fact that they're combining like instruments with tech as well as using um the choir and like having such an intense and oh god like an intense and like I guess I don't know like when I listen to the song I think about that they're like getting ready to start this not just start a journey but continue on mm-hmm. I want to say like a war cry you know like Mm-hmm. that's what I want to say because yeah. it sounds like like they are triumphant and they're announcing their triumphs and mm-hmm. using these instruments and these certain sounds and choirs I think perfectly delivers that so yeah also um I want to mention that they they actually do reference like their shadow as well so yes. actually um it's like look at my feet look down the shadow that resembles me is it this guy that is shaking or is it the tips of my small feet there's no way that I'm not afraid. There's no way that everything is okay. But I know awkwardly I flow with that black wind I fly. So it's like, I just, yeah, they're gonna, and also so my favorite line, my favorite line is to remain sane, you must go insane. So because this world is so crazy, there's no way that you can stay sane. So you have to like, you just gotta work. You gotta like put your all into it. That's that feels like a reference to a previous song. Like, am I wrong? They say that, don't they? Like, I don't remember. I, I don't like, think I've ever looked at the lyrics in particular for like, oh my God. But the fact that I can say that, like, oh, I feel like this is a reference to a previous song they've had, I think is very amazing in itself. Yeah. Um, am I wrong? I'm pretty they, sure it's a reference. They've re- they, I'm sure they reference other songs too. Oh, to breathe the to the small things breathe as in like a poem for small things as a reference to that song from persona the world's gone crazy yeah yeah man it's just like bring the pain on don't hold me down because i i know i'm a fighter like it's it really is a warrior cry that i'm going to continue forward okay in this crazy world not being crazy is crazy that's a that's a that's a quote from Am I Wrong? Mm-hmm. So the that's fact that a reference to something else, though. What is it a reference to? It's like, uh, why aren't you this the news that we see now? Why aren't you going crazy seeing what's going on in today's world? Why are you acting like it's all normal? But I feel like that connects with on too. Okay. Like, am I wrong and on? Like, because the fact that they mention like, how can you not go crazy? And then like, not being crazy in this crazy world is crazy. Like, I mean. I feel like that's sort of connected, yeah. but I think maybe it has a, the meaning behind it is the fact that like, you know, the group itself doesn't shy away from like saying certain things in their music that might not, not even maybe be more like on the social justice side. They've talked about this too, but in every song, they always have like certain messages, like social commentary. Mm-hmm. And uh, because that's like, they are young people there, like you and me, they think about these sorts of things and they want to 
deliver them on a platform and that platform is their music and so am i wrong is about like it's like technically a shade on the government um and then looking down on people and like you know this and that and then on doesn't exactly have that sort of message but it's them overcoming certain things in a world that is considered crazy mm-hmm. by like themselves crazy. going crazy which i think is sort of a reference can be yeah but that's yeah. my take on it though yeah like, yeah of course of course but yeah the fact that like this song i like you said the song is the perfect title track i think because like it's it's an it's ego like it's the it's the it's them fighting, like being like, we're going to continue forward while also acknowledging the shadow of the past, of the things that they have to overcome in order to be where they are today. And, yeah. and like, I, it is a really good song. Um, it's, it's so good. Like, it's so good. Well, like in Carl Jung's psychology, ego is supposed to be the combination of persona and shadow yeah. the- to become you. Like it is supposed to be the me of like ego is me, it's that I, right? Um, and so I think that on perfectly represents that within the mem- like the group, right? Like it's their story for the past seven years in a single song. If you if you are an army, if you like have followed them and you know their struggle, this song is like a perfect combination. It's like a perfect accumulation of their seven years. Um, yeah. and their fighting in their determinants in their like in their fight in the last seven years of just doing what they like you know just continuing on Mm -hmm. on on. I think I remember like just now I remember that like another title that they had for the song is carry on right Mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah but then they I think they're like thinking through and they're like I think on fits better which I yeah. Yeah. You know, I agree. Carry on, I think works too, but I think on itself, as well as it being sort of, if you, if you switch on, it becomes no in a previous song they've had is no, which talks about the school system and how the school system creates like robots and stuff like that. And like, and doesn't give you like, it's about the school system. So yeah. if that uh, is so, also a reference to their yeah. past too, which I think yeah, is so like, interesting. It's like, don't, don't live in someone else's dream exactly yeah Yeah. um but yeah it's like it was very interesting um yeah yeah on is just a good song um that rhymed (laughs) yeah um there's really i don't have anything else to say about on um map of the soul seven i think was a really great album unfortunately like the tour was supposed to happen but like because of covid it wasn't um but I think I think it got released at the perfect time because it came out right before the pandemic really hit us. Um, and, you know, it brings back a lot of memories. I woke up very early in the morning to watch the music video for on and listen to the, the album as it dropped. Um, so that brings me a lot of memories. Um, it it was during a time when you and I were still in Missouri in in like our undergrad Mm -hmm. and so I think this album does bring a lot of memories like I think the era it's been really amazing to see like how they transformed or trans transitioned from the love myself to the psychological 
like psychology, like and how they all they examine themselves too, and how from examining themselves and from reflecting, they were able to like release this the mini album and then the full album, which truly talks about the group, but also the members individual. Because um each of the members did have their own solo song in the full album. Um, and so how they're also able to deliver their own thoughts and feelings and like takes on certain things in their song, as well as as a group in the album as seven, I think is really fantastic. And I think what you said earlier about how this is a this this like a genre filing. I mean, this album has some of the most diverse genres of music and fusions that I've ever heard in any of their albums, which is why I think this is such a incredible album. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. yeah, so it, it's just really nice, like talking about it, because I think as well as knowing their story and listening to this album and knowing the like, I guess the psychology behind it, I think it's just fantastic to always talk about mm-hmm. Mott 7 and like what it means and the music behind it and the members behind it, too. Yeah. Yeah, it was this was one of their. I'm going to say most recently diverse album because there was a lot of different sounds like they had like obviously hip hop, uh, R&B. They had like a Latin inspired track and also like poppy, oh. fun songs and like there's a lot of British um, rock in this, too, which I think is really interesting. Yes, yes rock. Um, but yeah, there's like a lot of different sounds that came out in the song and they had really great people working on this album as well. Oh yeah. And so many great yeah, experts so many, and yeah. different producers and creators that they're able to like find and also like like um, work together with to create the songs, which I think is just fantastic. Like you get all these different ideas and then find these sounds that work well with you and they were able to give voices to the, and give creative freedom to these people too. So like I was saying, like they did get, okay, <laughs> they get, they did Sorry. get many, many people. I forgive you, but yeah. So they, they had Sorry, a, lot I got of a little excited. I know you did, but like I was saying, they had a lot of great people that worked on this album. They had the choir, which I'm still in shock about, in shock about. They had the marching band and they had like so many great people involved here. They have a great team in general and you know, they always come out with such great bops. Um, and in the, like we said about Connect BTS and all these other musical aspects, I, they incorporated so much of that within this album. And I honestly don't think they've been given their flowers. Like, honestly, like we just haven't been able to celebrate this album or this series like we should have. And it, I just hope one day that people will recognize how amazing this album is. And, you know, maybe one day, they'll be given their flowers and then we can also move on into this a new era as well because I know something's going to come out this year but you know I'm just hoping it's good it's a great album yes. but anyway um I don't have anything else to say um neither do I I think we really talked about a lot in terms of this album yeah. Yeah. it was good it was good uh, but anyway if you've listened to the end of this entire episode well, thank you. Um, I hope you learned a little bit and, um, you know, reach out to us on social media. If you want to like learn some more, we can, we'll try our best to answer. If you have any more questions, if you have any more requests for episodes, reach out to us. We'll see what we can do. But in the, 
I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. And this has been part two of BTS. And hopefully in the future, we can come out with like a part three or whatever. Just talking more about them. Yes, great. Of course. But we talk about a lot of different things as well. So um, thank you. And I hope you continue to listen to us as well. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you.